Hey, Blues fans. Welcome. You found us. It's time for another episode of This Week in the Blues. I'm your host, Jimbo Big Train Madsen with Big Train and the Locomotives. It's our look at blues history one week at a time. So let's take a look at what happened this week in blues history. Blues singer and songwriter Victoria Spivey was born in Houston, Texas on October 15th in 1906. Spivey was one of the more influential blues women simply because she was around long enough to influence legions of younger women and men who rediscovered her blues music during the mid-60s U.S. blues revival. Spivey could do it all. She wrote songs, sang them well, and accompanied herself on piano and organ, and occasionally on ukulele. Delta Blues guitarist Big Joe Williams was born October 16, 1903. He actually played a nine-string guitar. Born near Crawford, Mississippi, as a youth, he began wandering across the United States, busking and playing in stores, bars, alleys, and work camps. During the early 1930s, Williams was accompanied on his travels through the Mississippi Delta by a young Muddy Waters. He later became a regular on the concert and coffeehouse circuits, touring Europe and Japan, and performed at major U.S. music festivals. On October 16th in 1953, The Things That I Used To Do was recorded by Guitar Slim in New Orleans, where a young Ray Charles arranged and produced the session. It was released as a single in 1953 and became a bestseller the following year. First released only to a southern U.S. rural audience, urban R&B stations in the north began airing the song and built it into a national hit. The single stayed on Billboard's Rhythm and Blues records charts for 42 weeks, and as a result, Guitar Slim became in great demand as a performer and played at venues such as the Apollo Theater in New York City. Mississippi Hill country blues guitarist and singer Jesse May Hemphill was born October 18, in 1923. Hemphill was born near Como, Mississippi, in the northern Mississippi Hill Country, just east of the Mississippi Delta. She began playing the guitar at the age of seven. Aside from sitting in at Memphis bars a few times in the 1950s, most of her playing was done in family and informal settings, such as picnics with fife and drum music, until she was recorded in 1979. Detroit blues, boogie-woogie, and jazz pianist Boogie Woogie Red was born October 18, 1925. He was born Vernon Harrison in Rayville, Louisiana, and moved to Detroit in 1927. In his adolescence, he began performing at local clubs and under the influence of local musicians Big Maceo and Dr. Clayton. Red taught himself piano, developing his keyboard style all his own. At age 18, he was drawn to the blues scene in Chicago, where he jammed with Lonnie Johnson, Tampa Red, and Memphis Slim. Chuck Berry was born October 18, in 1926. Nicknamed the father of rock and roll, he refined and developed rhythm and blues into the major elements that made rock and roll as we know it today. Born into a middle-class family in St. Louis, Barry had an interest in music from an early age and gave his first public performance at Sumner High School. By early 1953, influenced by the guitar riffs and showmanship of the blues musician T-Bone Walker, Barry began performing with the Johnny Johnson Trio. His break came in Chicago when Muddy Waters suggested he contact Chess Records. Chicago blues artist Johnny Temple was born October 18, 1906 in Canton, Mississippi. He was most active in the 30s and 40s. 
He learned to play guitar and mandolin as a child, and in his teen years began playing house parties. While in Jackson, Mississippi, he became friends with Skip James. He moved to Chicago in the early 1930s and started playing with Joe McCoy in the burgeoning Chicago blues scene. Here's a bit of blues history for you. Abbey and Leatherman is one of the oldest and largest cotton plantations in the Delta and is known to music enthusiasts worldwide as the boyhood home of blues icon Robert Johnson. Johnson lived there with his family in a tenant shack by the levee during the 1920s. The powerful and impassioned recordings he made in 1936 and 1937 are often cited as a foundation of rock and roll, and the facts, fantasies, and mysteries of his life and death are a continuing source of intrigue. R&B guitar legend Steve Cropper was born October 21, 1941. Sometimes known as The Colonel, he is the guitarist of the Stax record house band Booker T and the MGs, which backed artists such as Otis Redding, Sam and Dave, Carla Thomas, Rufus Thomas, and Johnny Taylor. He also acted as a producer of many of these records. He was later a member of the Blues Brothers Band. Rolling Stone magazine ranked him 39th on the list of 100 greatest guitarists of all time. Dr. Ross the Harmonica Boss was born October 21, 1925, in Tunica, Mississippi. Ross's blues style has been compared to that of John Lee Hooker and Sonny Boy Williamson. His recordings for Sun Records in the 1950s include The Boogie Disease and Chicago Breakdown. Within the lyrics of Boogie Disease, Ross notably sang, I may get better, but I'll never get well. In the early 1950s, Ross's records began to get airplay in Mississippi and Arkansas. Blues guitarist Elvin Bishop was born October 21, 1942. He first came to prominence alongside fellow Blues Hall of Fame guitarist Michael Bloomfield as a member of the influential Paul Butterfield Blues Band in the 1960s and has since carved out his own niche as a hit-making roadhouse rocker and as a multiple Blues Music Award recipient. He grew up on an Iowa farm and in Tulsa, and his persona and music reflect his rural roots, wit, and humor, and an appreciation of a wide range of sounds, including blues, rock, soul, gospel, and country. Well, blues fans, we just covered some of the highlights here. If you want to know more about these artists or other things that happened this week in the blues, be sure to follow our social media pages or visit our website at BigTrainBlues.com. We'll have a new episode next week, and we'll see you then.